Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast for this Friday, the 16th day of December. I'm Paul. Thanks for joining me. I want to remind you this weekend, Sunday afternoon, the 18th day of December, is our monthly meeting in Flowery Branch, Georgia. We'll be meeting at the Lodge at Sterling on the Lake. Address is at our website, paulwhiteministries.com slash schedule. And we'd love to have you be with us. If you're in this part of the world, come see us. We have a monthly meeting with our friends in the Columbia, South Carolina area and a monthly meeting with our friends in Flowery Branch, Georgia. These two groups have become our sort of mini churches and we're so excited at this season of life for what God is doing in these groups. And the sermons that come out of these we make available on our website and I think they have been some of the best things Father's ever given us. And 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 we've had such feedback from around the world on those. So be watching for that. We'll tell you about those. Uh, speaking of telling you about sermons, tomorrow, Saturday's podcast, that's exactly what we do, a portion of that podcast. In fact, about half of every Saturday's podcast is giving you a little behind the scenes on the sermon that's coming up on Sunday. We'll do that tomorrow. And it'll be actually from the Flowery Branch meeting from November. So on the same day, we'll hold the December meeting. We'll air the the meeting from the month before. So today it's the 20th day in the Advent journey. We are rapidly approaching the arrival of the Lord Jesus in that manger. We've been investigating some of the characters involved in the Jesus story, in the arrival of Jesus. Some of it a little bit... um, We've we've been a little... Tried to be a little creative, give you a few different things to think about, but to also not simply to just introduce the cast of characters, but to show how that their part of the story might apply to ours. And we've done that with people like John the Baptist and the shepherds and and Herod. How does that situation mirror our own? Well, today I do the same thing by introducing a couple of characters from the story. Luke lays the nativity out in a unique way. Now, only Matthew and Luke actually have the story of the birth of Christ, so they are the only two where we really derive any of our nativity uh, sort of biographical scene-by-scene knowledge. But they both tell it in such different ways, which is beautiful because it gives us this greater composite picture. Luke does it by introducing two characters, a male and a female, both receiving an angelic announcement One is the announcement of John the Baptist to Zacharias, his father, a priest from the division of Abijah. He's serving in the temple according to the custom of his priesthood. It's his turn. They took turns on who took care of the holy place. It's Zacharias' turn, and he sees an angel standing on the side of the altar of incense, and the angel tells him, don't worry, your wife Elizabeth is going to bear a son. You're going to call his name John. This comes from Matt, uh, from sorry from Luke chapter one verse thirteen. Do not be afraid, Zacharias. Your prayer is heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John. And you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. And what we learn in this conversation is that John is going to go in the spirit and power of Elijah. And the angel quotes what we would call Malachi chapter four where he turns the hearts of the father to the children. Well, Malachi 4 is the chapter in the Old Testament that actually tells us that John, or I'm sorry, that Elijah must come before the great day of the Lord. Here's the angel telling Zacharias, you're going to have a son who's going to be 
in the same vein as Elijah and then quotes that same text. And so Jesus will grab this later in his ministry and call John Elijah for those who will hear it, he said. And so we have the introduction of the great Elijah character, this mouthpiece. Interestingly enough, John, almost in in irony, I guess you could say, John will be the mouthpiece that will herald the arrival of the Lord Jesus. And yet his father, who doubts the angelic announcement, he says, how's this going to happen? I'm old and my wife is old. And the angel says to him in verse 20 of Luke chapter 1, Behold, you will be mute and not able to speak until the day these things take place because you did not believe my words which will be fulfilled in their own time. The irony, I think, is that John is a mouthpiece that heralds Jesus, but in the proclamation of John's birth, his father was made mute. This perfect opposite of what John will be. He'll never be mute, but his father is mute. But why? It's because when faced with the opportunity to sort of go down in history as the, as the, the man of God who, will, um, who, who, who has the son that will bring good tidings of the joy of Jesus into the world, he doubts it. He doesn't receive it. It's a dark time. And in the midst of that darkness, he doubts the arrival of the light. And John will be born and then proclaim the light that is to come. Contrast this with the second character in today's story, Mary. Now, we're going to talk about Mary elsewhere, but I want to put her up against Zacharias because Luke does. In Luke chapter 1, he gives us the Zacharias story. And then he goes right into the story of an angel going to Mary. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth. We'll save some of that for another podcast, but I want to get you to this. The angel tells her, you're going to bring forth a son, call his name Jesus. And she says, well, I'm a virgin. And the angel says, don't worry, the Holy Spirit is going to do this. And listen to this verse. In Luke chapter 1, verse 38, Mary said, behold, the maidservant of the Lord Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Let it be to me according to your word is the equivalent of amen. Mary amens what the angel proclaims. What's the difference in Zacharias and Mary? Zacharias doubts because he sees only through the eyes of the natural. I'm too old. My wife's too old. And the angel says, because of that, you're going to keep your mouth shut until your child is born. No more negative talk out of you. Mary, even though it's impossible to have children without sleeping with someone, believes what she's told and even proclaims her amen. And she's highly favored among women. In this season of waiting in the dark, waiting for the arrival of the light, watch your mouth. Be careful what you say. The Zacharias and Mary contrast It's not to show us that God's going to take your tongue and make it paralyzed, but that in the moment when it's opportune, put your amen on that which is good. And maybe if there's doubt, yes, you can express doubt to the Lord. Yes, you can hold and harbor these things. But watch what you say in this season of waiting, because it has a great deal to do with how you handle the season of this waiting. 
Do with that as you will. We'll do more with Mary and probably tomorrow. We'll see you then. God bless.